This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. So I was watching all this kind of hardcore videos, um, music videos, I'd just like to say. Yeah. I do have a face for radio, Stu, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of tired old jokes as well. <laughs> we enjoyed ourselves a lot anyway. Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good fun. It was almost the perfect show. Yeah, but no one heard it, man. I think that's what happened to your hair, Carl. <laughs> Too much head banging and it fell off. I do yes. like my seven inches and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Don't say anything to you. You know, we, we're not in this for any fame or glory at all. We're doing it. <laughs> I'm looking for it. Expanding horizons. Oh, how apt that I played that. That sweeper to start with, giving you ran the wrong slider, Cole. I know. We couldn't hear anything for a few seconds. I know. And people thought that was the best show that they've ever heard of ours. <laughs> that sweeper is entitled Everything's Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, people it out is, there, it is fine. Everything now. is fine. We are here. I'm Stu. And I'm Cole. And Cole, the mistake maker. <laughs> and you're on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM. And I was just going to say, Stu, how many times have I sat at this desk and just put those <laughs> sliders up or not up, as the case may be? <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It'll yeah. all work out in the end. It will. Work. Uh, at the end of the show, when we've listened to all this amazing music and all our amazing wisdom and banter, People will forget the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the show and yeah. forgive us our trespasses. That's right, and hopefully uh, on the podcast it'll be edited out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then people will wonder what we're talking about. That's right. Anyway. Never, never happened. Never, never, never happened. Never happened. Anyway, yeah. <coughs> we're back again. How's things? Good. You all right? Yep, I'm good. It's been a great day. Ah, yeah, it's, uh, it is a good day. It was a good day yesterday, oh, I tell you. It was a beautiful day. Cracking day. day yesterday, show day. Fantastic. I don't know about you, but I was in the garden. Yeah, I did a little bit of weeding as well. Yeah, mowing. Yep, just knowing it was going to rain today. Yep, and it lived up to it, didn't it? It did. Now, last week on the show, we mm. had Cam, right, from the Blue River, ba- Blue River Baby band. And, that's right, <laughs> the Blue River Baby, the BRBB. BRBB, that's right. That was great, wasn't yeah, it? Was Listen, cool. having a chat with Cam, he mm. was... Um, a, he was a man with a lot of stories, I feel, mm. out of his sleeve that oh, he didn't absolutely. divulge, but... no. Uh, anyway. All that mindering he did for, yeah. for uh, super groups. Want a, cheese, want a steak and cheese bite at 3 o'clock in the morning? Yep. Cam's your man. Cam's your man, all right. That's right. So, so anyway. Hmm. If you wanna, no, you go. I was just going to say, if you want to listen to that show, or quite a few others of our shows with mistakes in them or not, <laughs> yeah. you can go to planesfm.org.nz, look up Expanding Horizons, and, and you could probably do a countback on how, how many minutes of wasted through us making a mistake and then be talking about it afterwards. That's right. But, as we always say, if you think you can do better, then come, come into Plains FM. Come and have a go if you think yeah. you're hard enough. Do your own show. Yeah, that's and right. And do it live. That's right. Week in, week out. Yeah. With us. <laughs> that's the other thing. It's got to be, you know, it's us. We double dare you, double, triple double, dare Double, triple dare you. Get in contact with uh, Laura or Nikki mm. and, and, and come in the show. That's do right. it. Do yeah. a show. Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, this week. If, they so, have, if they'll have us, they'll have anyone. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. If they let us loose in here live on a Saturday afternoon, mm. anyone can come in. Now, today, 
Mm-hmm. We're going to look at the Paisley Underground, and you being the truth sayer that you are, yeah, <laughs> you know a lot about all this stuff. Well, so well, what, what does say, that mean? So uh, it's that whole um, the scene, largely out of the west coast of the United States, mm. mid eighties to the nineties. Um, I guess that there was there was a whole load of bands who, at the same time, kind of reminisced about bands like the Birds, maybe the Beach Boys. The Doors, especially, you'll be listening to them going, oh, they sound like The Doors. and um, <laughs> I don't talk like that. No, I know. But <laughs> I, I was going to say, there's a whole load of guitar, pop, you know, like mm. it's a broad church, this Paisley Underground, right? right. Someone coined it, the, the phrase, who wasn't involved in it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like any subculture or musical genre, there's people from a whole range of different styles and different influences. And it, it made me think about this when, you know, this week I was thinking about it, you know, like when they talked about punk in the um, late 70s, um, then uh, or even the second wave of punk, they'd be going, was Elvis Costello, was he punk or was he new wave? Right. And really, what's the difference? Mm. You know? Mm. And, and like the jam, you know, when Paul Weller and, and the jam first started out, lots of punks liked them, right, because they had that energy. But then they wore suits. Or can you wear suits if you're a punk? Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So was, there was whole people didn't know what was going on. And so yeah. there's, you're listening to it today, it's called the Paisley Underground. It There's a lot of psychedelic stuff. There's a lot of garage stuff in it as well, mm. right? People mm. um, harking back to the 60s garage bands and that kind of, and there was a lot of people there who were heavily influenced by the Velvet Underground. Sure. And um, what made me think of it was, um, I was thinking of the band The Rain Parade, this week, I used to see that al- that first album of theirs everywhere, like like in record shops. Mm. Like, no, no one who owned it, right? And um, so you didn't have to look around for it. No, <laughs> yeah, it just it was. Every time I'd go in there, there it'd be. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. And then the bands like the Long Riders, who um, quite popular in that scene as well. Yeah, yeah. And I guess if you weren't in the scene. You possibly didn't come across them. Right. And everyone's wearing Paisley shirts. Lots of Paisley <laughs> shirts. And um, bands like the Long Riders, obviously. Mm. I, was, I was thinking as well of the um, Quicksilver Messenger Service, the band. Right. Um, their classic album, Happy Trails. And, you know, they're all liking cowboy hats and mm. cowboy boots. And I guess the Long Riders are a bit throwback to that as well. Sure, so. sure. Well, we should probably get into it. Yeah, let's have a intro. listen. So you didn't quite get my joke, but we're gonna, we'll start with the rain parade. Oh, what, what was the essence of it? Well, this song's called I Look Around. Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. That's <laughs> no, all right. I see now. You see. So yeah. we'll do this. This is I Look Around from the rain parade, and you're on Expanding Horizons.
live on Extending Horizons.
doing it live on Expanding Horizons. Plains FM 96.9. Finally nailed one. We nailed one. (laughs) Yes, we do it live and you can tell. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's got live written all over it. Anyway, we're getting just going to say there's no producers in this studio. <laughs> no, that's no for sure. One's producing it in another booth outside there, <laughs> telling you what button to press. We're doing it all ourselves. We're pushing the button for you, which that's should be a little better, probably. Anyway, that was Erica's word from Game Theory, mm-hmm. named after the um, mathematical process, right? Erica. No. <laughs> game theory, yeah. <laughs> I used to go to school. Uh, actually, she used to live down the road from me, Erica. If you're listen, listening, Stu's friend from school, Erica. Erica Poxon. That she's might probably, be her name now. No, she's probably changed her name. Jones. To live down the road. She's yeah. part of my, my friend group at high Erica school. Erica Erickson. That we know. <laughs> she married some Swedish-Danish guy. Yeah, possibly. And before that... Um, we had a look around from the rain parade. Mm. Mm. When I was listening to that rain parade track, you go, hmm, they listened to a lot of the Beach Boys mm. and the Birds, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, all sounded very lush guitar. You could see them playing Rickenbackers, couldn't you? Mm. Which is quite popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I imagine that Rickenbacker, the, you know, the guitar makers must have just, after the Birds played them, people would just been mad for Rickenbackers. Dutch? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't know. What makes you say that? That sounds like a Dutch name. Yeah. Erica Rickenbacker. <laughs> there you go. But um, it's a great name. Great guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you ever see the movie um, documentary, um, Echo in the Canyon. Right. Right. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It was on Netflix. Not sure if it's still on there. Um, a lot of... R- a lot of footage of the the, pl- the canyon in California, in Los Angeles, I think it is, or just outside of the city of Los Angeles, where the Beach Boys and the Birds, um, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, uh, Mums and the Papas all lived. Right. And, you know, they interview lots of key members of those bands about how they... Um, you know, used to just hang out with each other. You know, like one band member would go to the other band member's place, take his guitar, sit down, they'd just write a song. Suddenly it right. became a hit. Mm. And um, how influenced they were by each other. And also um, how they were influenced by the Beatles right. over there. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Beatles were also influenced by listening to them. So it was kind of a feedback loop, I guess. Right. And... Um, there's a there's a bit in it. Sorry, Stu. I was just no. going to sell this a little bit. There's a bit in it when um, Rickenbacker made a a twelve string for John Lennon and delivered it to the recording studio where the Beatles were, but the rest of the band had gone out for lunch, right. and George Harrison was there, and so when it was delivered, he went, "Yeah, I'll be having that," <laughs> and so right. he had it, and right. that's how George Harrison got the twelve string Rickenbacker. Right. That's a better story than what I was going to tell. I was, oh. I was just going to say that uh, they used to hang out at the Playboy Mansion, I think, quite a bit. Oh, all of the, yeah, all I think they them. probably would have done, yeah. Mm. Mm. And um, back in the day when it was probably classier. I don't know what happened to that now, because he's brown bread, isn't he? Yeah, yes. So, I um, don't know, maybe it's an um, amusement park. <laughs> I think it was an amusement park then. <laughs> just between but, you and me. Like like Disneyland, <laughs> like um, what, what the Dolly, Dolly Partons, mm. what's hers called? Dolly, oh. Dolly Villa or whatever it is. Dollywood. Dollywood. Is that what it is? The Neverland Ranch. Is Neverland. Right? <laughs> oh, Stu, that's very raw and close. <laughs> right, quick, play a song before we, we dig a hole. 
Yes, so, uh, we'll do some more, obviously. So, this is from the Pandoras, and this is In and Out of My Life in a Day, and you're on Expanding Horizons.
painted crazy visions in my head Yeah, that scene from the night porter A broken jelly jar crushed by the bed Filled me with dread Yeah, times our love is ratchet Like a hammer down watch that slows down when it's old But our love could last forever Like a sacred ring of precious stones and gold Pure gold After your love on Expanding Horizons, but we'll take a like. Check us out on Facebook. Ah, oh, that'll teach me for trying something new. <laughs> what were you trying? That didn't doesn't work. matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Anyway, welcome back to Expanding Horizons in Mad Day. Mad Day. <laughs> it's the Paisley <laughs> Underground Day. I think we had too much heat yesterday. Yeah, fried your brain. That's right. So that was green on red with little things in life, and that was mm. very country Paisley. Well, it was, wasn't it? And I was just going to say, right at the top <coughs> of the show, we said that the Paisley Underground was quite a broad church. Mm. Mm. And um, like any genre, there's people at either end of it, right? Mm. So there's the, like when we heard game theory, a bit more rocky. Yep. Then we had, you know, the kind of psychedelic sounds of the rain parade with some lush guitars. And that one, which is probably could have been played at Woodstock, right? Mm. Absolutely. All the Paisley wearing hippies. Yep. You know, so... Um, and before that, we had the Pandoras with In and Out of My Life. That was great, too. In really enjoyed yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, there'll be a whole load of people, I guess, who go, oh, remember that? Remember that? Mm. Or these people who just faded into obscurity to get jobs doing something or played in other bands. and mm. Or maybe they made careers out of playing in small bands and writing amazing stuff all the time, you know? Oh, that's right. Now, earlier I was kind of joking about the Paisley shirt thing. Mm-hmm. That I did have one. Yeah. It's kind of accurate, though, isn't it? It's a bit like the grunge movement where, you know, everyone had, like, brown check shirts. And yeah, they did, didn't they? Mm. That was the De Rigueur. Yeah, torn <laughs> jeans. Torn jeans. Yeah. And uh, Chuck Taylors. Yep. Everyone yeah. Everyone was into them, weren't they? Mm. Mm. And suddenly, 
like when the grunge thing happened, suddenly I used to see a lot of guys with long hair, and I thought, hmm, they grew that pretty fast. <laughs> suddenly there's all these guys with super long hair, and I, hmm. you know, before they didn't, right? No, no, that's right. But, yeah, there's yeah. always a uniform hmm. with them. And I was... Because I was thinking, you know, like, we're not going to play them today, but we probably should have done the Psychedelic Furs, right? Right. Maybe that's for another day, the British Psychedelic Movement. Mm. Um, the Psychedelic good. Furs, I mean, they had all that flowery, lush shirts, but then, like, the black wraparound sunnies, like, then Velvet Underground as sure. well. Because they were big Velvet Underground fans, mm. you know. Mm. And I guess, um, and, and quite the haircuts as well. You know, like, when we play the Long Riders, they had the long, long hair. Right. But... A lot of these bands had that kind of 60s, the mod psychedelic look. Yep. Um, when, you, when you think about the, the short, neat haircuts and um, psychedelic shirts, but with, you know, trousers and, you know, like the, the trousers, whereas in the west coast of the United States, you'd get those bands like the Long Riders might be wearing jeans. Sure. You know, like the whole, um, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young kind of look, I guess. And it is interesting, the impact that these bands have you know the movement happens the way they dress and then people copy absolutely yeah you see those yeah. people everywhere then don't mm, you yeah that's right suddenly you see those clothes in the shops yeah where you didn't before mm -hmm. they might be buying them in secondhand shops or in op shops that's right you know to get the look that they want mm. and suddenly people pick up on those cool hunters mm -hmm. i think they were called in the 90s right. those people who are cool hunters who pick up the next fashion trend mm. and it comes around again because in a way the sort of hipster movement um, lent, lent to to, to um, you know the grunge, the oh, grunge look. in a way, not not completely. Yeah, yeah. But there's some parallels there. Yeah, I think the shirts maybe tucked in instead of, yeah, <laughs> instead oh, yeah. of but they were like a plaid shirt, don't they? Yeah, yeah, plaid yeah. shirt. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And um, elements of it. You know. Yeah, I was going to say in the grunge movement it was long hair, mm. hipster movement it was long beards. Yeah, it's always long yeah. something and swished swished to the side here. Yeah, so a, <laughs> a bit more. Um, a bit tidier. A bit tidier. Yeah. yeah. Not so grungy. That's right. <laughs> Funny I was, was going to say, um, when, when I think of the grunge, the grunge kind of movement, I often think of the movie Singles. Right, yep. Which had an awesome soundtrack, right? Mm. And I think it was even set in Seattle. And um, everyone, you know, the people in it are wearing the uniform. Right. To show you that I'm into grunge. Right. You know, and um, they even play the classic Mudhoney track touch me i'm sick right but they just changed the name okay it's the same song they just changed the word one word and um i can't remember the name of the the lead actor but i think it had bridget fonda in it i don't mm. know if it did i don't know okay it's probably not worth watching again mm. had a great soundtrack because had people paul westerberg from the replacements doing um dyslexic heart oh, right. which is we've played before right that yeah, was an have. awesome song and yeah. that was in the movie Singles. Yeah, so. you, you were talking Mud Honey just before mm -hmm. when we were talking grunge. So there's a series on Neon at the moment called uh, Dark Side of the 90s, I think, something like that. One of the episodes is on grunge music and they spend a lot of time talking about Sub Pop. Oh, the, Sub Pop were huge. Yeah, right? the record label and sort of the um, trials and tribulations they went through. But they talk about Mud Honey. Yeah, Mud Honey were fantastic. Yeah. And of course they, had, they produced Nirvana's first album. Um, yeah. And yeah, before they left and went to Geffen, right? Yeah. And, but they got some royalties um, from Nevermind. Oh, right, okay. Mm, somehow. I was just going to say to you, like, for me, Mudhoney were the grunge band. I thought they were better right. than Nirvana. Sure. But I don't think they were... They just didn't have the big crossover. Right. 
Mm. You know, like we was we were talking about, you know, with the Paisley Underground, there's the bands. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of wide, and there's always the ones who produce that one song that crosses over. Yeah, you know, and mm. Nirvana did that mm. and made grunge worldwide, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it would have been some West Coast guitar spanking sound mm. like the Mud Honey had already been making, mm. but um, it was largely overlooked yeah, in the yeah, rest yeah. of the world. You know. Well, I think one of the tub, uh, one of the um, tactics that Sub Pop used was they um, got Nirvana some press in the UK. Yeah, and then the American press started paying attention. Right, because mm. I remember being in England, um, late eighties, eighty nine, and Mud Honey touring. Right, and in the NME. Mm. They had a big article about them. They called them um, plank spankers. <laughs> and there's lots of amazing footage of them, like, you know, they're like kneeling down on the stage playing the guitar, mm. like super long hair, right. flannelette shirts, yeah, yeah, torn yeah. jeans. Mm. You know, it's the whole look. Mm. Interesting. Right. Who have right. we got next? Well, we're going to do the Long Riders. You spoke about them oh, before. Yeah. And this is their track, Looking for Lewis and Clark, which is interesting. You know who Lewis and Clark were? Yeah, they right? were the guys who pushed west. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Right, anyway, so let's do it. This is The Long Riders and you're on Expanding Horizons.
Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. FM 96.9 Smooth You like that? That was a good That was a good ending (laughs) It was Alright and so that was The Prisoners With Revenge of the Cybermen People would have been saying Stu, Cole They weren't part of Paisley Underground They're from England That's true But you can't go past them Can you? (laughs) Because how good was that? And you said that Their album covers They're wearing Paisley shirts They were wearing Paisley shirts So they're in Revenge of the Prisoners Was the album That that was on It was also Track 4 on the EP that had Melanie as the right. um, lead song, which Melanie I really Safka. Could be, could be. I don't know who they were singing about. Would you please come back to me, Melanie? Right. I do love that song, though. But they are the prisoners, yeah. Mm. Love that organ. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. And before that, the Long Riders with Looking for Lewis and Clark. And they kept repeating that, letting they you did. know. They did. But it's a great song, wasn't yeah, it? Catchy. Super catchy. Yeah, catchy, catchy, catchy. The Long Riders. That is right. So, I, you know, we keep going on about it, but there is a big... Um, difference in some of that tracks, right? Mm. All mm. all under the same group of, you know, who they were listening to, I guess, and um, where they were from. Yeah, definitely some surfy vibes in that prisoners. Yeah, track. there was, wasn't there? Yeah, you know. Oh, maybe you should have played the Barracudas because they were great as well. We'll play them another day. All right, we should have sent that send that to Quentin Tarantino. He can put that in his next. Yeah, film. he could have put that in. He probably knows about them. Probably that does. man knows about everyone. Doesn't he, he does. 
He's got an enormous record collection. And actually, I was talking about that um, documentary series on Neon. There's one on the Viper Room. Oh, and yeah. there's a shot of Quentin Tarantino going into the Viper Room. Is that right? He would have been yeah. quite young, wouldn't he? In yeah, yeah, he was. And thin. Thin as well. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's before he could afford to eat. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> There's been people out there going, Viper Room? Mm. Who cares about that? What's that? Yeah, well, in, uh, on what is that, Stu? Well, it was a, a nightclub that Johnny Depp purchased <coughs> in right. the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called something else. I can't remember now. Um, the Cove. Not, not the Cove. Something like that. The Cavern. The Cavern. <laughs> I don't think it was called The Cavern. Yeah, didn't have any Beatles there. Anyway, he, he purchased it. One, and one of the reasons was there was a guy there, um, and I've forgotten his name as well, who performed there. It was a very, very um, grimy place. Right. And so, but Johnny did really like this guy, and, and so he bought the place so the guy could keep performing. And of course, it, it, what it, the Viper Room turned into was a haven for celebrities and a safe place, if you like, for celebrities to hang out, oh, yeah. essentially. So they could let their hair down in there. And this is a time, of course, before cell phones as well. Right. And a video, being able to capture video on cell phones. So everyone in there felt really safe and, um, you know, let their hair down, essentially. Right. Um, the Viper Room. But it's notorious because it was the place where um, River Phoenix OD yeah. died outside. Yeah, um, and there's a very, very harrowing phone call that his brother made to um, the emergency services uh, okay. when he OD'd. Yeah, right. on a concoction of heroin and cocaine. Right, probably not the best for you. They probably don't go together. No, just saying for future and, reference. Mm. So um, yeah, uh, Johnny did. Uh, he sold the Viper Room, still there, but he doesn't own it anymore. It's probably uh, just a, it's supposed to be a tourist spot. Yeah. I'd say so. People go along, get their photo, like the Cavern Club. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't think exists either. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. So anyway, it's a as was the grungy episode, the Viper Room episode's pretty interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just it's just good. And they talk to people who were who went there and not necessarily big celebrity people, just people just who people. were part of the scene. Yeah. Who got in. Um including the lead singer of Ooh, what's his name? What's the band? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I have to look that one Sounds up. Sounds like a good one. But he used to work behind the bar there. Oh, okay. Uh, as well. I'm going to say the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, it wasn't. Did you say that at random, not knowing anything? It wasn't them. Right, let's play another track. I'll play the track and I'll find that juicy piece of information out. Right. It's probably going to be the, the Stone Roses or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but we shall see, we shall see. So this is Opal. Mm-hmm. With the track, she's a diamond. Interesting. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you're expanding horizons. There's a diamond in her eye. It's a shine up above. Say you want Tell her why You wear gamblers The taillights Should take a tumble And never lose In the morning She wears a smile She's made a star Right. She's like 
on Plains FM.
live music, interviews and banter on expanding horizons. All that and more. Hey. hey. They did that sneaky thing. Yeah. The guy walked off and went, I'm going to play one more. <laughs> one more stroke at the guitar. And that was the Salvation Army with She Turns to Flowers. And before that, we had Opal with She's a Diamond. Mm. They were great. Yeah, it's cool. They were quite, um, I don't know, they are a lot different than the Long Riders, weren't they? Mm. I like the Salvation Army. I like that sound. That, that was good, wasn't I like it? Yeah. voice. Sounded a bit to me like that Salvation Army song. Sounded a bit, a bit like shoegazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's Maybe why I like it. Maybe Star or something yeah, like yeah. that, yeah? Yeah. Maybe that's why, because you quite like shoegazing, don't you? I do, mm. I do. <laughs> hey, um, so um, you were checking out... Oh, so sorry. Does, so does Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, he does, he's a shoegazer. <laughs> he likes a bit of feet. Footgazer. <laughs> um, you were just checking out the Viper Room. Oh, yeah. To fill us in on who were the ones you were talking about. Yeah, so... Um, Adam Duritz from the Counting Crows, he's the lead singer right. of the Counting Crows, he used to um, hang out there. Bartending? Uh, yeah, so he didn't need to bartend, but he just did. Oh, right. Sort of thing. And yeah. then he met lots of people from there. I don't think he got paid for doing it. it I, on the interview, it helped him with his, surprisingly, with his, I think, uh, depression. Right. And maybe his some of his drug issues, just to be busy doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Even though he would have been surrounded by it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it helped him. That's what he said on the thing anyway. The Pussycat Dolls performed there as well. Oh, yeah. Um, no, interestingly, when you would researching it, mm. we found out that it was the venue that was used in the movie Valley Girl. Yeah. Which is, I'm just going to say, one of my favourite movies. <laughs> Personally, because it has the most amazing soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage's probably second or third movie. Yep. And Deborah Foreman has the love interest. And um, in the in the scene where he takes her into Hollywood and they go into the Viper Room, yep. the band playing on stage is the Plimsolls. Right. And yep. they do A Million Miles Away, which, Stu, I'm just going to say, when I was a young lad, or doing about 16 when I saw that, I was just like, fell in love with that song straight right. away. Do they do that on the soundtrack? Oh, yeah, there yeah, is. Yeah, they do, yeah. Because they also do Everywhere at Once. Yep. Yeah. That's great. The Plimsolls, amazing, right? Mm. And um, Yeah, it was called The Central, The Viper Room, before right. it was The Viper Room. Right. <laughs> and Filthy McNasties as well, didn't you say? <laughs> yeah, it was called Filthy McNasties at yeah, once. That's a good one. I think we should change our show. Yeah. From Expanding Horizons to Filthy McNasties. Filthy McNasties. <laughs> and then we can just um, get taken to court on uh, <laughs> copyright. Yeah, it was called... Um, so, it was originally a grocery store. Let's do the full history, thanks right. thanks to Wikipedia. That was back from 1921 to 1940s, and then it was converted into a nightclub called the Cotton Club. The Cotton <laughs> Club, yeah, there you go. And uh, entirely unrelated to the Harlem original, uh, <laughs> but yeah. subject of a lawsuit probably. Um, soon replaced by the Greenwich Village Inn, the Rue Angel, and finally the Last Call. And then it was the Melody Lounge, Filthy McNasties, and then the uh, jazz club called The Central. Right. Before it became the Hangout. Yeah, the Viper Room. The and Viper Room. became notorious for that. Mm. Mm. There you go. Right, Two more. We've got another track. Yeah, let's do a couple more um, before we finish. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this is the Dream Syndicate with "Tell Me When It's Over" and you're expanding. <laughs>
Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. And you're on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM and in the background you can hear Jet Fighter with their hit 3 o'clock. Hmm? No, it's 3 o'clock with their hit Jet, oh, Jet Fighter. Fighter. Other way around. Yeah. Someone's done the dirty on me. There you go. Probably it's, myself. It's the band <laughs> 3 o'clock with their hit Jet Fighter. Okay. Wow, we've finished this show like we started it. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we've finished strongly. And before that, it was a bit choppy, but it was the Dream Syndicate with Tell Me When It's It was it's pretty over. cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a good track, mm. even though it finished just like that. Just like that. Not like that, but just like that. Just like that. And talking just like that, I bet you go out to the Mac Bar, Kaihanga, tonight. You can wear your Paisley shirt, because Rob will have his on. <laughs> He'll have his Paisley shirt on, will the boy? Get out and see the Firebird. Yeah. It's the whole band. It's the whole kit and caboodle. No, the whole four of them. Full all, noise. All getting together for a bit of that. Full it was noise. great today, wasn't it? Ah, oh, it's good. Paisley yeah. Underground. We'll yeah. have to do that again. Mm. We'll have to do mm. another Paisley Underground yeah. kind of thing. And we've got some ideas for some other shows, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Uh, we're not going to tell you no, about it, listeners. Can't tell you. Can't yeah, it'll tell be a secret. You. We might give a preview, real quick preview for next week, though. Yeah, next week. We've mm. got Steph Beck in the studio with Elskin Fly. Shelley will be here. And Lee Martin. And they're all in here to advertise the gig. 5th of December on a Sunday down at Fat Eddie's. They are playing. You can get your tickets online, $15 it will be online, or $20 on the door probably. Mm-hmm. And um, they'll be in there talking about that, playing some tunes next week. Cool. cool That'll cool. be great. So we've got a week to sort out our professionalism. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they'll be <laughs> critical <laughs> scrupulously. All right, anyway, anyway, it's probably about time that we got up, got down, and got outside. And we'll see you later. See bye. you next week, bye. <laughs>